0: Hi, welcome back to Full Court Press. Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty here as we're starting. Uh, we'll see how this goes through the rest of the show. Wait, did you get
1: it to work? No, no, no. Oh, uh, now now it's working. Now he says, it's come to life. He says it's working now.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, so,
1: yeah, so Paul just unplugged uh, so and put so it back in. Something
0: back there. Really. All right, so uh, yeah, some fun things happening while we're this show going. That's it's, good times. It's
1: always an adventure when to start yes. the
0: show. Uh, we a, have a shortened show today, too. Really short. Shorter yes. than me. We short. have uh, Louisville at Syracuse. Or is it Syracuse at Louisville? I forget which one. Big those basketball two teams are game. playing each other. Really big basketball game. Really important. Uh, so anyway, don't, do that. <laughs> don't do oh, that.
1: Don't it, do that. But it's part of our agreement with Westwood One. So. so we can bring you the best NCAA March Madness coverage. Yes, that It, will it we- definitely pays off in a couple of weeks. So when the Aggies are in the NCAA tournament, you'll hear the game on Westwood One. You'll hear the games here on the fan. Yeah. But what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I meant, Eric.
0: Don't yeah. re-quote me. So Utah State basketball in action tonight. We've got to recap what happened last night in Region Eleven for the boys. We've got Region Eleven action tonight for the girls. We've got uh, uh the full court press movie quiz. We got a lot of things to do to, to squeeze into a short amount of time.
1: Whoa. And AJ's we've got playing something over there. I
2: don't know what you're doing.
1: Okay, you know what? You're the one that freaking broke our mouth, so I can do what I want. Uh, Eric, uh, a spicy night in 4 uh, a state playoff basketball for boys as they get underway. Girls get underway tonight. Both Bear River and Mountain Crest, that right Bear River and Mountain Crest both play tonight, and then boys uh, second round action will be on Friday, and girls on Saturday.
0: That's correct. So uh, last night in the, in the boys. Action. It was a Mountain Crest. I talked to the the guy that called the game for the Mustangs uh, last night. He said it was they played tough. Uh, They got it within four um, a couple different times, but just didn't quite have the same offensive punch. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, Desert Hills they ended up winning that game. So it'll be Desert Hills versus Pine View, and Mountain Crest Mustangs are uh, are are now done. Uh, Logan last night they took on Canyon View, that was a close game, defensive battle. Yeah, that uh, it was the defense that really tightened up in that uh, in the last quarter, um, and uh, Isaac Larson really started to come alive in the fourth quarter. So Logan gets that win, they advance. So they will play Skyview. So it'll be Skyview versus Logan on Friday. We'll have it here on the fan and on. Our sister station, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. So a big playoff game featuring two Region Eleven teams in the second round. Uh, And then also on Friday, Bear River. They'll be on the road. They'll be at Hurricane down in southern Utah. Uh, And then also on Friday, it'll be Green Canyon versus Stansbury. And then Ridgeline will face the winner of Cedar Valley and Ogden. Who won in that game, Aj? Do you know?
1: Yeah, Cedar Valley 70-47 winners over Ogden. Uh, Snow Canyon 7870 or 78-46 winners over Ben Loman. And Twila throttles Uinta 5933. Eric with 4A, 5A, and 6A combined. Okay, so let's let's count here. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in 4A. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That's 19 now. Uh, 22, 25, 27, 30 games. 30 games in boys 4A, 5A, 6A basketball combined. Four of those were decided in single digits. One of them was Logan and Canyon View. Everything else was 16 or better. Or bigger, I should say. A lot of blowouts in the first round of basketball in these upper classifications, four A, five A, and six A. Uh, well,
0: and you know what? That's Logan was sixteen and Canyon V was seventeen in the rankings. They were right there, right there, and, and it that's showed
1: kind of what you would expect. Yep, and it showed. You know, it was interesting. Uh, you know, I was listening to a little bit of the Mountain Crest game, and and as the Desert Rail guy said, it, it was close. It was thirty six thirty, I believe, with four and change left, three and change left. In the second quarter, and then Desert Hills just goes on this massive run that carries from the late first half to the, I mean, midway through the third. I mean, it was big, big run. Mountain Crest couldn't get any offense going. Desert Hills was pushing the, you know, pushing the envelope, running their offense, running pace, just tempo stuff, and and Mountain Crest just got exhausted. They just got tired out, and I mean, that's. I mean, you look at the final score, eighty-two fifty-nine. This game was close in the second quarter, and and then as I said, Mountain Crest. Uh, just got worn out by a good Desert Hills basketball team number 12 seed in the uh, RPI tournament. They're going to be a tough out the rest of the 4A tournament. Uh
0: yeah. Rough year for the Mustangs.
1: Yeah, I feel really bad. I feel bad for coach Kevin Anderson, his coaching staff and these players. Um they competed. Look, I mean football, they had a heartbreaker of a of an ending to their season, uh, losing to Stansbury the way they did on on a touchdown with you know 17 seconds left in the game. Uh, basketball just never found their groove throughout the whole entire season. Uh, they look forward to baseball now. And a lot of these kids do play baseball for coach Steve Hanson at Mountaincrest. Uh, and they're expecting really, really big things out of this baseball team. A team that was competitive last year with only one senior in Brady Hall. They now return everybody back. That includes Mason Baldwin, uh, probably who's going to most likely be their ace guy. Uh, this Mountain Crest baseball team is gonna be very, very, very good. So look, the frustration of football and basketball is gonna be taken out during baseball. Expect this team to be one, two, or three in that RPI coming up at the end of the baseball season in May.
0: Oh, well, and as we've said earlier this week, uh, wrestling was
1: tremendous. Oh my gosh. Dominating. Yeah, no yeah, no surprise there. So uh
0: Mountain Crest girls are in action tonight, as yeah. we mentioned. They're uh they're hosting Toila just like um Logan was. And the boys, they're right there, 16-17 in the rankings. Mountain Crest is 16, Twill 17. So that game is going to be played in Hiram tonight. And then Bear River is hosting Ben Lomond uh, later on this evening as well. So both those games at 7 o'clock. And uh, yeah, hoping for, for both of those teams that they'll be able to continue, that they'll be able to advance. If the Bear River girls win, they'll face Green Canyon in the second round. So it'll be a Region 11 rematch on Saturday. But uh, we already know there will be one Region Eleven rematch on Saturday, and that's Skyview and Logan, which will be played in Logan. That'll be Saturday night for the girls and uh, Ridge Line. They're waiting to see who the winner is between Canyon View and Cedar Valley tonight to, to see what happens there for, uh, for for their matchup, as they're the number two team in the state. So. Yeah, best of luck to the to the girls teams that are yeah, in action tonight.
1: Go get you know, there's some good girls teams here in our region as well. Ridgeline is one of them. SCAB you can play with the best of them when they when they're able to when they want to. Uh, you know, Ridgeline I felt like really got hosed over last year in the state sem- in the state championship, half in a play Cedar, and Cedar's backyard. Really unfair advantage. Now it kind of flip flops in a sort of way. We're not playing them at the Spectrum, but you get it at Weber State at the DV D Event Center. Uh, Ridgeline if they can get. That far to semifinal and championship game, they have a good chance, and they'll have a good crowd behind them as well. Um, these Regional Eleven fans do travel really well with their basketball teams. I expect them to do the same here for both boys and girls. I expect Ridgeline to be in that final four as well.
0: So uh, yeah, just to recap: Logan beating Canyon View in a close one, fifty-four to forty-nine. So they advance. They'll face Skyview on Friday. Uh, Mountain Crest is uh, is done. They. Their season is over uh, with only one win on the year. Uh, Then on Friday, it'll be Skyview hosting Logan. Uh, Bear River will be at Hurricane. Uh, Ridgeline will host Cedar Valley. And then Green Canyon will travel to Stansbury. All those games Friday, 7 o'clock on our various family radio stations. Um, And it should be a busy night for sure. And then tomorrow night... Uh, excuse me, tonight is just a couple of games for the girls. And then on Saturday, more of those games happen for the girls in the second round. And then the 4 way State playoffs will take place in Ogden at uh, Weber State University, which is great to have it there. I think it's, a,
1: yeah, it's been it's a, a great traditional
0: venue, venue yeah, for that. I think they're always great hosts, and it's a lot of fun. It's easy to get to
1: for a lot of fans up here. Yeah. It's, it, it, and again, it's, it's a great venue. It really is. They do they're top class. They, they, they do it the right way. Facilities, hospitality, uh, organization of the event. It's, it's always been a, a one of the best. And so, um, Good for them, and uh, again, good luck to our boys and girls participating. Happy for Logan Brown to get that win. Look, last year was a heartbreaker to Bonneville to lose on a buzzer three, Eric. It's so good to see them get out of there with a, a, against a good Canyon View squad uh, and a chance to showcase their talent against uh, a team that they're pretty familiar with. And by the way, I would not, I would in not any way, shape, or form, count Logan Grizzlies out of this game. Do not mark it as a win for Skyview. Because I guarantee you, Logan Brown and his squad will be ready to face this Mason Falls of Bobcat-led team. They're they're good. They're the best in the state. Mason is one of the top players in the state of Utah in any classification. Logan Brown will find a way to make this a competitive basketball game. If this game is close, going into the 4th or midway through the 4th, don't be surprised if Logan gets out of there with a win. One of the biggest upsets maybe uh, in 4A playoff history, honestly. That would be big. <laughs> it would be big. What a fun thing for our Valley, though, right? I mean, what a fun thing for us. Uh, here, at Cash Valley Media and, and Cash Valley Daily will have a great recap for you. Cash Valley Daily will have the photos for you. Uh, and then our station will have that big game uh, here uh, on one hundred on The Fan, right? John Newbold will be calling that game. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Uh, and so he'll have a chance to call that. And I just can't wait. Absolutely can't wait for that ball game.
0: Uh, There were other games going on last night that we were paying attention to. There were games in the Mountain West Conference. Nevada at New Mexico, Colorado State at UNLV. Ajay, I'm frankly quite surprised at at least one of the outcomes, maybe not so much of the other. I watched the Nevada-New Mexico game, and Nevada won that one 88-74. New Mexico looks like they have some decent players, but they just weren't as disciplined as Nevada was. Nevada looked like they had more discipline, more skill, more understanding of what they were trying to do. Then New Mexico just didn't really seem to get enough going for them. Uh, And uh, it was kind of a closer game in the first half. And then Nevada started to go on a run and then they held that position. And it was pretty much always a 10 point game. Nevada always had the lead there. Um, and that uh, New Mexico
1: team has really taken a dive. You know, it's good, but it doesn't it. So is it odd for me or off for me to say that I'm still scared about going to the pit and playing those guys? It's, you it should still be. I, I think it's still, you know, <laughs> as bad as they've been on as much of a slide as
0: they've been on, they still had a big crowd there
1: last night. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be senior night when we go there, it's going to be a huge, you know, shebang it's. It's a, it's a night game in New Mexico on the weekend it will be another big crowd to honor this their honor the seniors there they'll put some emotion into it maybe seating plays a factor in there for the New Mexico Lobos if that's the case you're gonna see them kind of up their uh, up their intensity a, a couple notches that that team Eric uh, if we're playing them at Utah State I'm fine if we're going to the pit I'm terrified. It's just, it's weird how this is working, but, you know, it's, it's also interesting, uh, you know, talking to Coach Smith uh, after the press conference, he said, you know what, that, that Mount West Conference tournament, more than any other, maybe in recent memory, Eric, in, in my opinion, could be one of the bigger crapshoots. You just don't know who's getting... I mean, San Jose so there's State... There's so much parody I, in the dude, middle. Of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think San Jose State honestly could get a first-round win. Like, don't be shocked that, as San Jose State as an 11 seed, beats a six-seeded New Mexico team. Or that Air Force comes out and stuns somebody. Just don't be surprised by anything or, that you see out of it. Or San Diego State walks into there on cruise control and just yeah. overlooks somebody. Gets ca- yeah, gets caught napping and, and yeah. all of a sudden's out of there. It, anything can happen in this darn tournament. I'm because as open as possible
0: the other game last night that took place surprised me that was that UNLV
1: just oh my gosh! Colorado State 80
0: yeah. to 56.
1: okay so help, help me understand this how do we go from February 8th where Fort Collins Colorado State beats UNLV by 18 flip two weeks later or one week later really and all of a sudden UNLV returns to favor at Thomas and Max Center? And what a beatdown that was! And that game was really never close. And by the way, that is that score is including that UNLV did not score in the last five minutes of that game. <laughs> yes, and still won by twenty-four.
0: I was just going to point that out. Uh, at uh, five and a half minutes to go, UNLV hit the eighty-point mark. It was eighty to forty-seven. UNLV did not score again. <laughs> I mean, they Unreal. had such a strong lead. Unreal. But uh, but that UNLV team, man, watch out for them. That's a very talented team that if they get going at the right time, they're going to be tough to beat. So uh, there are some games in action tonight in the Mountain West Conference. Utah State is one of them, hosting Wyoming. You can watch that game on ESPN3. Uh, Boise State's on the road. They're at San Jose Air Force. Is at Fresno? But... Ajay, the the standings now, the way that it looks in the Mountain West Conference after last night's games, Utah State is still in possession of second place, but uh, they're actually now tied with Nevada, and uh, Colorado State is a game behind, Boise is a game behind, UNLV is a game behind, so
1: there are five teams separated by one game. Here's the thing about being tied with Nevada Is that we got the tiebreaker And that tiebreaker cannot be changed Because Nevada doesn't have a return game with us So in really good news We're still in second place all in all yes. Uh, that's, that's the good news um, The scary news is Oh I guess the better news Eric Is that we get Wyoming tonight That's a win You don't play on Saturday Which means technically for all intents and purposes That's a win Because a couple other teams are going to lose that night Someone might fall so that's a win, and then you get San Jose State next Tuesday night. You should have three straight wins going into the final game of the Mountain West Conference season. UNLV plays
0: at San Diego State on Saturday. If they get hot, if they play well like they have been a little bit, could they be the team that
1: upsets the Aztecs? Uh, <laughs> so he- here's the thing. with. We- <laughs> Uh, San Diego State is on a different level than anybody else uh, in, in the college basketball ranks and for a number of reasons why. Think about this. BYU, Utah State, New Mexico are 39-4 and 4 at home combined. The Aztecs account for three of those four losses. <laughs> uh, one That's of the three insane. They're one of three teams in the Camp Palm rankings That are top ten in adjusted Offense and defensive efficiency And they've won 23 of their 26 games Eric By at least nine points So with all due Respect to UNLV their, San Diego State Is just a focused uh, a Machine uh, This is Different team from Nevada I feel like Nevada got distracted in the latter part of the season last year. This team's not distracted. like Nothing is phasing them at all. They went into some hostile environments and still won games. Some are closer than others. Some are In mean, some of those games, were expected to be blowouts and end up being three-point buzzer winning shots like San Jose State. Well, UNLV played them within four yes. in Las Vegas. But we're talking about going to San Diego State instead of a hostile Viejas Arena. Uh, I just don't see this game going UNLV's way. And I just... Like I said, this, the Mitchell kid, uh, Malachi. Uh, Malachi Flynn is fighting for player of the year in the Mount West Conference right now with Harris from Nevada. I just don't see and how Merrill. UNLV hangs in. You know, Merrill could, I think Merrill's in the running. He I should be think, in consideration. Not heavy. Not heavy. I, I, I think it's between Malachi Flynn and uh, and uh, Harris. I think those are, it's those two, and then... Maybe Sam a little bit lower and then everybody else. I Why not? Just, Why not? Why wouldn't Sam be considered among... In the running? His numbers are not what... Uh, his numbers aren't what Harris's are. And are definitely not... And by the way, Malachi Flynn's playing for a team and he's leading a team that is currently undefeated in the country. Yeah, I agree. Probably... The tendency is to give it to the best player on the best team. Yeah, and consideration, yes, absolutely, no doubt. uh, Serious consideration, I think it's Harrison Flynn, and I think everybody else is there. With
0: the net rankings after last night's games, Nevada moves up to 80. So they saw a little bit of a bump from their win on the road. Colorado State dropped down to 106, so they're out of the top 100 now. And uh UNLV moves up to one twenty two and then New Mexico drops to one fifty two.
1: Hmm.
0: Utah State tonight, it's a pretty busy schedule in the mountain west tonight. Um the uh the Aggies are in action, as we said. That game's at seven o'clock in the spectrum. Also Boise State's on the road at San Jose. Air Force is at uh is at Fresno State uh tonight. So um nothing. Honestly, nothing really dramatic in the way of how it might affect the, the standings or the, the net rankings. Boise State should win. They're favored by 10. Um, Air Force and Fresno, who knows there. I mean, Fresno should probably win that one. They're favored by 8. Do you know how much Utah State's favored over Wyoming?
1: I'm gonna what would say, be your guess?
0: I'm going to say 16.
1: 16? 20, 20 and a half. What? Okay, now the question becomes, do they cover? <laughs> it's a fair question. All right, uh, we gotta do this. We gotta shorten
0: show, so we've still got a lot to get through. We got Craig Smith coming yes. up. We got the full court press movie quiz coming up. Wanna squeeze that in as well. Coming up here on the Full Court Press, one oh six point nine FM 13.90 a.m. The Fan.
3: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric
0: France and IJ Salveson, Utah State, taking on the Wyoming Cowboys tonight in the Spectrum. Our sister station, KVNU, will do their KVNU game night starting at 6, a full one-hour pregame. Tip-off will be at 7. If you can't make it to the game, you can watch it on ESPN3. See the Aggies take on the Cowboys. Let's hear what uh, Craig Smith had to say about Wyoming and the current state of Utah State basketball.
2: Obviously, the more you win, the bigger every game gets. And, and I think there's a lot of familiar, familiarity with Wyoming and that we just played them. What three weeks ago, or so, roughly, and so um, uh, obviously we played very, very well at their place. Defended extremely well. Very low-scoring game. The first 12 minutes or so, I think, it was 11 to 10, with about seven minutes ago in the first half. But thought we defended uh, in a very, very uh, good fashion. Uh, we're really good on the glass, and then that second half we kind of got cooking on offense. So, but another tough test. Wyoming's playing their best of the year. Um, obviously. You know, their record is, is not what they want it to be, but they did pick, since we played them, they beat San Jose State. They were ahead for, I would say, about 37 or 38 minutes against Boise, and they were ahead about 38 and a half minutes against Colorado State. So they're definitely playing a lot better basketball. Um, you know, the Maldonado kid is a, is a very, very... Hunter Maldonado is a, listed at six seven two hundred 200 pounds, and he's averaging almost 17 a game, gets to the foul line five times a game, averages almost five assists a game. He just, he kind of does everything and anything for them. And the, uh, Jake Hendricks, a local uh, from from um, Skyview High School, um, is an excellent shooter. Kwane Marble is a guy they've really inserted in the lineup, started the second half against us, and... And since then, they put him in the starting lineup. And he's another big guard at 6'6", 195. He's a freshman. And he's a handful as well. So they have a lot of different pieces that can do some things. They're playing their best basketball of the year. And we've got to show up and, and compete like we've been competing um, you know, on a regular basis here in the last uh, month or so. Do these games make you a little more nervous as a coach when you're dealing with 18, 19, 20-year-old kids and they know... Well, I they've played game, teams tough, but they've, had, they've struggled. I mean, they've had their struggles, and you're big favorites in this game. And I mean, all that kind of stuff. Does it make you a little nervous? Because they have played people really close. They have. I mean, uh, Coach Edwards' teams, they always grind you out defensively. They're always very, very tough-minded. Um, they, they just make you earn everything. And so um, they're tough and they're physical. But, you know, our guys, I, I feel like our guys are in a really good spot mentally. And physically it's the best we've been physically except with some of that sickness you know going into the Fresno game but I feel like we've um, Fonz is healthy now again and, uh, and Abel Porter looks good so uh, hopefully we're through that stretch but our guys have a good look to them and a good vibe to them I think coaches are always paranoid for every game <laughs> you know and we want to be our best every game and we always tell our guys mind right game right and so make sure we're locked in mentally Um, To play and do everything you can to be the best we can be, and a great indicator for us is usually practice. And I thought we had two good days of practice going into the game. You guys control your own destiny, really. I mean, look at the standings where you're at. Yeah. And two of those two other teams have to play San Diego State still. And yeah, everything we want is still in front of us. You know, obviously everybody is such a logjam from two to seven, quite frankly, still. And what I read, New Mexico can still finish tenth, and they can still finish second. Uh, which is just it's incredible so I would imagine that's very similar to a lot of teams but at the end of the day we have a lot of tiebreakers that go in our favor and um, for second and 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 we're also playing for something else you know besides just you know getting second in the league so there's a lot out there Um, everything that we want is still out there and and um, so now we just got to go perform and be the best that we can be and I know it's very boring and cliche but those are the facts what about uh, Hunter Thompson? He hasn't played three games, do you know. Uh, he has, my understanding, and I don't know this for uh, my understanding. Is he has that. mono, oh. and so I know he hasn't played. S- I don't think he's played since our game, and um, and from what we've heard, we don't anticipate him playing. So that really gives. I mean, he's the one really big, only big guy they really had, height wise. Yeah, height wise. I mean, he's a strong guy. You know, uh, I think he's listed at six ten, six eleven, and he's like two fifty. But um, So they play a little bit different. Taylor, number 11, is a guy that's um, really athletic. Obviously, he's only listed at 6'6", 195. He really moves his feet well. He's an excellent screen roll defender. And then they bring in Brandon Porter, who is a totally, you know, actually kind of semi-plays like um, uh, Hunter. Uh, and the other night against Colorado State, he made three threes. So he can kind of stretch you out, and you just basically start playing small ball, and that brings a whole different dynamic to the, to the table.
1: Coach, the last game against Fresno State was the first time in three games he had uh, double digits in turnovers. What do you do to try to fix that issue? What have you seen about the turnovers that became a problem? What is it?
2: Play guys that don't turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, I, I thought we, what do we have, Eleven.
1: Uh, nine versus Fresno State. Oh,
2: okay. So the last two games, uh, I think Colorado State, we had eight turnovers, Fresno's nine. We've definitely been, we've definitely emphasized it a lot more. We've always emphasized turnovers, eliminate losing the win. But for whatever reason for a stretch there, we were turning it over, and they were, I felt like, catastrophic ones. And, uh, and then we, I felt like our turnovers got less and less, but they were still the catastrophic ones, right, where they lead to direct points. And so we've definitely done more things in practice to try to shore that up. But then also, quite frankly, just, you know, guys got to earn, like, I mean, you always got to earn your playing time. But that had had been a little bit of an Achilles heel for us. So at some point, guys got to figure it out. And if they can't, you just got to start limiting their minutes. And um, we've had certain guys that have really picked up their play, um, and done a good job. And so I think it's a combination of you are what you emphasize, but also starting to play guys that just don't turn it over at as high of a rate.
1: Alex, TGF. You... We're going to cut out a little bit early. Uh, we have a shortened show today. Again, we're off at 442 to get you ready for some college basketball. But, you know, interesting thoughts. I asked him about the turnovers because when you look at the numbers, they had turned it over the last three times in double digits, the last three games, before this most recent one against Fresno State. And before that, they only had eight, and so you you wonder like what's what's the trend like, or what's the coaching like, or how do you emphasize? I mean, you obviously emphasize turnovers, but what is the what are you seeing through those turnovers? I guess is what I was trying to ask. And um, it's a problem. It's a problem with a couple of guys, and he, you know, he recognizes that, and he didn't say any names, but I think, Eric, you and I have seen this team play long enough that I think we know who he's talking about. Uh, but at the same time, like, they've gotten away with it. That's the crazy part, Eric. As much as they turn over the ball, they've gotten away with it and still gotten wins. Well, because
0: they're they're sharing the ball really well, and they're doing a great job of crashing the boards and limiting second-chance opportunities for their opponents, giving themselves second-chance opportunities. So they're making up for it in a lot of different ways. Um, this is a game tonight. Actually, the next two are games that Utah State should be able to take care of business. Uh, 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 as you and I said, I'd love it if Sam Merrill didn't even play the last five minutes. It's probably not going to happen, but to have him take some uh, play li- more limited minutes uh, to give himself a bit of a breather. Keta, uh, Brito, Bean, you know, get a get a healthy lead over Wyoming so that your starters can. Take that break and uh, get make sure they have enough fuel in the tank for that NCAA well and a run for the NCAA tournament that starts at the Mountain West tournament. Um, But this is a team in Wyoming that can surprise you. I mean, Hunter Maldonado can score in bunches. Uh, Jake Hendricks, he's the local kid. I think he was maybe pressing a little bit much when Utah State played them in Laramie. Uh, Will he play a little bit more freely uh, tonight? Um, and you know there's no high school games tonight. so for boys that is. So he yeah. may have some of his f- former teammates or guys that know him. There's gonna be a lot of people in that arena tonight that know him and will be cheering for him. So uh, he could have himself uh, a-, a night if Utah State's not careful, but Utah State should still take care of business tonight and-, and should do it going away so they give that the bench and some of the other fringe players opportunities to take some minutes and let the starters get some rest.
1: The last time they faced off against each other in Wyoming, I thought they did a great job on Hendricks, and they shut him down. I think he was held to four points on like one is one and is six shooting, and then he had a couple of freebies at the charity strike, but he was, he was taken out of the game completely in the first half. Second half, he was just exhausted. He exhausted himself to just get to the ball. I thought Sam Merrill, Diogo Burrito, They even put Brock Miller at times on him. They shift a double over here on him on the blind side, and I just—they did a phenomenal job on Hendrick. He's a great basketball player. Coach Smith alluded to that. The the coaching staff understands that. These players understand that. They understand he's a hometown kid here, so they say, "Hey, welcome back." But we're going to greet you in a very rude way. Yeah, he he by far and
0: away leads Wyoming in three pointer attempts by almost well. More than double the the next closest guy. So he is their three-point threat. Uh, so Utah State's going to have to keep an eye on him on the perimeter. Uh, I like this matchup for Utah State. They took care of business on the road. Uh, I like the way that they're playing defense right now, holding teams way below their averages. And I I would suspect that they do that again tonight. If Wyoming gets to 60 points, I'd be surprised. So remember, our KVNU pregame coverage. On our sister station, KVNU, starting at 6. Tip-off will be at 7. If you can't make it into the arena, you can watch it on ESPN3. And then as soon as the game rolls over, Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, John Russell, they'll be on the air breaking it down and uh, getting your reactions, uh, getting your thoughts on what happened there. 20 and, and Utah a half Utah State point. gets a bit of a break. Oh,
1: <laughs> 20 and a half What the heck, man? Points.
0: We'll see if they can cover. All right, coming up next, you're in the Full Court Press. Full Court Press Movie Quiz. See if IJ can get this one. It'll be tough. This one will Yeah, we're getting will, to the tough This will one challenge now. your brain. We're getting to the tough ones here. Maybe.
3: We'll see. Coming up next the Full Court Press. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan.
0: Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. Shortened show today, Syracuse and Louisville will be coming up a little bit later on. Pregame at about 445 here on The Fan. Part of our uh, agreement with Westwood One bringing you college basketball from across the country. And that means we're going to have some tremendous college basketball coming up in March. March Madness in its
1: full glory. By the way, here on the fan, the Mount West Conference men's basketball championship game will also be on six ten a.m. KVNU, which will be really really awesome. Because if the Aggies are a part of that, all you have to do is just change it to six ten a.m. KVNU at one thirty. No, sorry, two thirty Pacific Mountain Time. Stay there for pregame. Listen to the game, stay there for post game, and you don't have to move an inch. That is wonderful. That's awesome. That is phenomenal. All right, you ready for the movie quiz? Let's dance. CS is going to challenge me. I'm kind of excited. Okay, here we go. Okay. I may have to alter a few
0: pieces of dialogue or else it's really obvious. Okay. Here we go. Can't do that. Is that illegal? I could give you all a load of crap about how you're a better team than they are, but that's exactly what it would be. And everyone in in this room knows what people are saying about our chances. I know it. You know it. But I also know there's a way to stay with this team. You don't defend them. You attack them. You take their game and you shove it right back in their face. The team that's finally willing to do this is a team that has a chance to put them down. NHL won't change their game. We will. The rest of the world is afraid of them. Boys, we won't be. No one has ever worked hard enough to skate with the team for an entire game.
1: (laughs) Gentlemen, we are going to work hard enough. So I didn't know what it was until you said NHL. Oh, (laughs) one of my favorite movies of all time. In sports, one of my favorite movies, easily top three, Miracle. No, that's Mighty Ducks three. No, well, because D three would have been my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Here's the audio. We'll see if you change your mind if you
0: think it's a different movie or not.
3: You all load of crap about how you're a better team than they are, but that's exactly what it'd be. And everyone in this room knows what people are saying about our chances. I know it, you know it, but I also know there is a way to stay with this team. You don't defend them, you attack them, you take their game and you shove it right back in their face. The team that is finally willing to do this is the team that has a chance to put them down. NHL won't change their game, we will. rest of the world is afraid of them. Boys, we won't be. No one has ever worked hard enough to skate with the Soviet team for an entire game. Gentlemen, we are...
0: You're right. That was miracle. Such a great, good, great movie. Yeah,
1: really great job by
0: everybody involved. 1980 uh, Team USA of college all stars that took on the Soviets. Do you know when they had to skate Olympics? back and
1: forth to do line to line like the again that they I almost had used do that it? clip? It was that was phenomenal. It was fun. It was fun.
0: Great movie came out in 2004. I can't believe that. That's
1: 15 years. That's yeah, 16 years old. Great movie. Oh.
0: That's going to do it for us tonight. we got college basketball coming up next, and tomorrow we'll be on the show to recap what happened with the Utah State Aggies and take another look at uh, Region 11 for boys and girls. Have a great night, everybody.